welcome to Artificially Speaking. We dive into AI and examine how it affects the world around us. I'm David and with me is Simon. We will show you how you can start using AI today. Visit artificiallyspeaking.org to get more detailed information on what we discuss and to sign up for our free newsletter. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Visit artificiallyspeaking.org to find out how you can get in touch. Today we'll be looking at how you can get started with ChatGBT. We will be sending out in the newsletter that accompanies this podcast a step-by-step -step instructions on what you need to do to set up ChatGBT. To get that newsletter and to get access to a whole host of other content, please go to artificiallyspeaking.org and sign up there. Okay, let's get started. Simon, you were given the task of... Hi, <laughs> you were given the task of using ChatGPT to come up with a name for this podcast. How did you get on? Well, I, what I started to do, and I don't know if you've done similar, is just watch some TikTok short videos uh, just to see what other people are doing in and around utilizing ChatGPT. And um, I, I just followed some people who, you know, sort of highlighted uh, prompt engineering. Uh, but I didn't do that initially to start off with when I just um, I've, I initially got ChatGBT on my phone via the Internet. Um, I didn't use the app. I didn't use it on my laptop. And I just started playing about with it. So I thought, you know, what can ChatGBT actually do uh, as a beginner? So I was just, you know what, I need 10 names for a podcast around artificial intelligence and ChatGPT. Uh, can you give me some suggestions? And uh, ChatGBT, as it does, it gave out uh, 10 uh, suggestions. And then, you know, what I did is I looked at them and I shared them with you. I, I watched that from across to you and we're like, look, this is ChatGPT's first attempt at this. Is there anything that we like um, in relation to that? Um, and then when we'd had a discussion a little bit to and fro via WhatsApp, um, I went back to it and I said, right, what I'd like you to do is refine those names and try to make them shorter, you know, because we want something quite short because initially it was giving us things um, that were quite long. So at the Chronicles of Chat, uh, exploring AI, we just thought that was too long. And so it was asked to refine it and also come up with something that was catchy and also come up with something that would uh, be engaging and fun. So I put all that how, into the chat. And how easy would you say it was to kind of just really to start doing that process? It's, it's extremely easy to just have a conversation, a chat with it, uh, which is refreshing because th this means that any beginner who's just trying to source things, you know, if we think we've used Google for so long to ask questions, the difference with this is it gives you such greater depth um immediately and you don't have to search any further 
but you do need to really be quite tight on you know your parameters your framework around what you're asking it to um you know produce for you so if you don't ask it something specific it will just give you quite generic overarching headline stuff which you know is okay but for someone who's looking for a little bit more specific detail it does require you to make sure you ask that like you you said about obviously most people are used to like say google or other search engines but how quickly do you think it took you to get i suppose using chat gbt like from never using it to then actually getting some useful results out of it was it fairly quick would you say that this is what's got me so excited about chat gbt you know being able to interact with it get instantaneous results and being able to refine it um you know and you can ask it anything and it will give you some information obviously there's some ethical things around it so if you asked it to do something which is a breach of its ethics like you know tell me how i could rob a bank it's going to tell you oh, i'm not designed for that you know but i saw something quite interesting on uh, tiktok yesterday where there's some other software called dan and dan will give you chat gpt but will um, circumnavigate the ethical bit, which I thought was quite interesting. Now, I don't know if it's been set up as a joke um, or if it's a serious thing, so people can start to be a little bit more uh, unscrupulous with AI, which mm. it will be interesting if that is a, 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 a capability because then it becomes uh, a different realm, doesn't it? You don't know if it's being used for good and development and growth but people more trying to, you know, scam other people or whatever. So um, I found it extremely easy. However, like anything, once you start to have your interest peaked and you start um, delving into it, you understand that actually for me to be more effective at using it, I probably need to learn a little bit more. And I think this is where our conversation started, didn't it, around you know, yeah. what do you know about this? Are you interested in this? Would you like to explore it some more? And, you know, and this is what brought us really to the podcast, isn't it? It's going, yeah, we would. We'd like to, mm. you know, outline how uh, we've navigated it to help others because we, we're, we're yeah. confident that there's a lot more people in our situation who are interested in this and are playing about with it. And almost we could create a community going forward where, you know, people of a similar mindset are looking just to share ideas and learn off each other. So going back to obviously coming up with the title for the podcast. Now, spoiler alert, we obviously came up with the name and and that's obviously what you, you know, what we have here, artificially speaking. So I suppose a, a useful bit of information for the listeners out there would be, from start to finish, how quickly do you think you got from that blank page to artificially speaking as a title? How quickly do you think you get it? Well, how, you know, how long did it take to get to that really? Less than 10 minutes. This is, this is why this is so effective, I think, because it mm. just absolutely strips everything out. And you go back to it, you look at some of them, like I said, if you think they're too generic or don't really suit what we are, you know, a couple of yeah. guys in their 40s who are trying to do something and it wouldn't really suit us. And when I mm. asked it to give me a justification for why each name 
why it suggested each name to us. When it said that actually artificially speaking is a play on frankly speaking and, uh, Mm. you know, that frankness about things straight to the point, you know, sort of suits what we're trying to do. It's not being ambiguous. It's trying to go, look, this is what we're trying to achieve with this. This is what we're working towards. And, uh, you know, that nice play on that, that previous statement sort of rang true. It, it, it really was like when you spoke, when you said it to each other, artificially speaking, yeah, in comparison to some of the others that we, we went through, um, it was the one that sort of jumped out of you. Um, similar to when you name your child, I think. <laughs> you it go, is, that name it, seems to suit them. It it. You know, putting aside obviously that frankness side of things, but just as a something that's that's catchy, um, I know from the, the the list you obviously shared with me, that was the one that stood out. So, um, I suppose the thing that impressed me was your, you know, the technology has actually kind of rounded down to those those options, and it's actually given us something that, quite frankly, we wouldn't have come to that kind of name in a million years I don't think so it, it you know I think I think it does show the power of the technology that it, it can actually pull together that information and you know save a lot of scratching your head time really so no it, as I said obviously it, it was I was impressed obviously when we when it came up with that title um I suppose the other element of this which I know anyone that's new to using AI technology or or, or quite frankly, ChatGPT itself. What is your background like? Do you have a background in I don't know, like a computer programmer or any technology background? Like, where have you where have you come from to where you are now? Well, my background is I've worked in football coaching, football coach education professionally. Right. You know, for the last twenty five years. Um, mm. So when I was made redundant from my role within that during the pandemic. I then turned to mental health and mental health instruction because, you know, that's another passion of mine because, um, you know, I'm really interested in making sure uh, people's well-being is in a a sound place. So apart from being able to send emails um, and the real basics of spreadsheets, um, my, my knowledge is very, very low in relation to tech and understanding it. And this is why I find uh, ChatGPT quite empowering. I think anyone can pick it up and have a go at play. And it does feel almost like play. You know, um, Mm. you could quite easily get absorbed into it for quite a long time, trying different things out to find, you know, the most effective method for you. And, And I'm sure, I'm really, really confident that as we start to understand it more and it starts to understand us, which is the the thing that I found quite powerful, it starts to learn off you as a person and also, you know, the way that you ask questions or any sort of terminology that you use. And it sorts of starts to shape it a little bit more to an individual bespoke level, which, you know, is, is mind blowing in a way because it doesn't know you. It's just going off some generic stuff. So I, I'm, I'm really fascinated by where I could end up in six months, a year's time regarding this, because my my thoughts, and I know we've we've spoke about it. It's if this is the future, and the future is definitely going to include this. It's essential that everyone's got a basic modicum of knowledge regarding it, because it will be so much more useful for all of us in the future in some capacity. 
And, you know, we've discussed things around the workplace and how it can make you more efficient in your work. But that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. And I think there's so much more um, to this that potentially, it, you know, it could really start to be a key part of your life in certain respects. Yeah, no, I, I, I think... I think there's a broad level of agreement that this is we're kind of at the start of this um, and the technology is only going to get better. Um, So I suppose going back to obviously naming the podcast, that kind of activity um, is is a good, I suppose, starter activity. And I know not everyone that's listening to this is is looking to name a podcast, Mm. but I suppose the types of activities that people should test out to kind of start to get familiar, I suppose, with ChatGBT. Is there any other kind of things that you would recommend to anyone listening that they can see, you know, they can actually start to start using ChatGPT? What kind of things? As I say, not everyone's looking to name a podcast. We use that as an example because that was our starting point. But what other things could people be using it for? Well, since I've started, I've I've used it. So as you know, my, my football coaching background and what I'm trying to achieve with helping grassroots football coaches, I've asked it to write blogs on key topics for me. You know, so I, I, I've said to it, can you write me a blog on, let's say, managing behaviour? Um, for a grassroots coach, that's one of the biggest things that they're always interested in. How can I manage the children's behaviour better? I've asked it to do that. I've asked it to give me robust sources of information and then give me academic references. Um, so I feel confident that the sources it's finding the information from are you know, accurate and up to date. And so when it sends through the information that I've got on some of these blogs that I've created, I know the academic papers that they've um, that it's highlighted because I've read some of them as part of my academic development um, as a football coach educator. Additionally, I've got some workshops coming up around stress and stress management. So I, again, I asked it, ChatGPT, I need a one-hour workshop on stress management for an insurance company. Can you give me a, an overview of what should be the content? And then it's, it's spewed out the content to me. It said, yeah, this is where I would start. This is what I would go. I then said, can you give me some presenter notes? Can you make it fun and engaging? Can you create a quiz for me with some statistics that link to it? So already I've started to ask it to do additional things that I could find useful in my workplace. Now, even if it just provides me with some statistics that are um, from robust sources, you know, so the World Health Organization, let's say, I know that they're um, reputable and I can start to put them in a PowerPoint presentation. If there's a quiz there where I might use that as a connection activity for people um, to just go, right, let's learn a little bit more about stress. What do you think about these questions? And if it basically, you know, what percentage of UK working adults have said they're stressed at some time? And then it will give you a percentage. And it is really quick because originally, because it's an American platform, it gave me American information. And I said, well, look, this is for an English client. Can you give me uh, sources that are from England? And straight away, again, within 30 seconds, it's given me um, sources with links, links to videos where I can give people additional resource afterwards. You know, and it just makes it so um, more streamlined 
where I can think more about, right, how am I going to present this information now I've got it? I suppose that one question that throws up is what you've done there with ChatGPT for the research. If you hadn't used ChatGPT, I suppose, in those scenarios, how long would it take you to, say, for example, produce that slide deck for, say, a, a, a workshop you're running? How, like, what are we looking at here in terms of time savings? Oh, it, it, you know, before I was using ChatGPT, it would take two to three hours at least because you don't want to go to one source and just use their information. You want to go to multiple sources to get commonality of themes. You want to make sure that, you know, the, the, the stuff that you're being um, informed on is uh, there's broad agreement on it. So when you say to ChatGPT, give me a range of sources of information, I want to be able to access them sources of information and it could be PDF reports or videos, it does it within seconds. And then you can invest the time looking at that stuff quicker rather than having to go to Google, put in a search. It gives you some things. We then know that stuff is sponsored and that's at the top. Is that reputable? Is that the best stuff? Then you've got to click in, click out, where, you know, if you just say to ChatGPT, send me this information, it's instantaneous that you're straight to the source and you can quickly dismiss something if you don't think it's of value or ask it again, this is great, but can you send me some additional to this because I, I need extra around, let's say, burnout. I need some more actual information about burnout. And then <clears throat> within a heartbeat, it does give you that greater depth of information again around here's some sources I found on burnout, which are... Da, 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 da. And before you know it, you, you've got quite a robust list of things um, and a way to present it, which just frees you up to give the look and feel of the presentation more uh, more time and effort. You mentioned, obviously, when you were doing the finding the name for this podcast, how you refined um, using ChatGPT. Did you use any of that refinement uh, doing that research? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was the same sort of process because as we're having conversations, I think we've been talking about this for a few weeks now, um, I am watching videos elsewhere and I'm learning off other people who are doing some really interesting stuff uh, aligned to ChatGPT who just are doing work about prompt engineering and how you can get better results. So just some things that I've seen of people, it's telling ChatGPT, which is what I said. I said, you are a well-being expert who delivers um, workshops to corporate businesses. I want you to do um, X, Y, Z. This is the information. This is the target demographic. So 25 to 45-year-olds working within an insurance company. Um, and I want you to give me you know, those sources of information. So straight away, it starts to then, you know, give you a greater understanding because it knows more about what you're trying to achieve. And that comes back to that specificity that I said earlier, that the more specific information you can give it. Uh, one of the nice things that I learned the other day from other people, and I've seen a few people repeat this now, is ask ChatGPT to give you the best prompt to ask it. Um, so when you do that and you say to ChatGPT, I need a workshop on stress management and burnout, um, what would be the best prompt for me to ask you? And you give it a bit more detail. It would then ask you back some questions 
to delve a bit deeper um, to find out, well, what is it exactly you want from me? So it, it gives you um, almost that guidance around, you know, this is what I need from you, which is essential information for you to then be, uh, you know, for me to then be useful for you um, in relation to asking me that um, prompt question. And then once you do that, it gives you much more accurate information regarding what you are after. Obviously, it still can be refined further because, like I say, I've only been playing about with this for a few weeks uh, and I'm still learning as I go. So I think the more I start to practice, understand it and apply some of the things, because this is the great thing. It's just having a go and seeing what happens. And then because it's so, um, you know, so open to refinement, it's great. You know, you can't offend it. You can just ask it question after question after question. And it just keeps on, um, you know, belching out answer after answer after answer. Um, you do have to rein it in sometimes because uh, it goes back to that generic stuff. And it's going, actually, I want specific detail around this. Um, so and I'm looking forward to, yeah, just exploring it more. I think, in obviously, in the coming weeks in future episodes, we will be diving further into some of those examples or or kind of user cases and i think the thing is we want to keep it as light as possible so that people can actually mm. get a, a good grounding and then obviously we will share a bit more of a kind of a click by click of what what we've done and what people yeah. can do as well through the the newsletter and our website but um I suppose the next kind of question that comes off off the back of obviously all your research and things like that in terms of where you are now with chat gbt um what and and again it, it, it we just want to keep this brief because i think we'll be drilling into this in a lot more detail in a future episode is kind of what what's the next kind of usage do you see for yourself in terms of with chat gbt have you got the next things you're going to be doing with it or are you still keeping it as almost like your your research helper um I, i'm i'm interested to see if it could become a life or business coach, you know? Mm. So I, I want to see if it's got that capacity <clears throat> to help me um, with a basic modicum uh, of just giving me some structures and frameworks um, to then try and work off of. So if I'm almost, it's coaching me to be better at using it, but then also I want to role model what I'm doing. I don't just want to talk about this. I, I want to be able to come back with um, some sort of hard data, some hard uh, or, or some case studies to say, this is what I tried last week. And this is what my journey would look like. And, mm. you know, this is what the pros were. This is what the cons were. Um, so people, you know, who might be going through the similar sort of situation can resonate with it and understand, you know, it's not just me who's finding that bit a challenge or really enjoying that bit um it, it's other people are in the same sort of boat and um, it would be great if people could come along with us on this journey of discovery and just you know you know we start to get a bit of a two-way with people as we grow and develop it where they're you know feeding into us and uh, we're also then contributing to how they can uh, improve the way they use chat gpt for their you know needs and wants and what they're after I think you're right. It, and again, if you go to artificiallyspeaking.org, you can see 
on our website, you, you're able to ask any questions or even suggestions. So if there is specific questions you have, please just go there and ask them. And then what we'll do is on future episodes is actually ha- is work through those questions that people have. So mm. as you say, this is a constantly evolving learning experience. So it'd be great to hear back from people if they've got questions, but also to give feedback in terms of things they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. All right. The I suppose our focus today has been a lot on ChatGBT. Uh, going forward, we'll obviously, I think ChatGBT will be a big part of what we do, but we'll also talk about some of the other AI-related tools that are out there. It just seems at this stage, ChatGBT is kind of the, the focus of the whole AI universe because it's it seems to be everywhere. You, you know, you, you pick up a newspaper, um, you look online, there, there seems to be mentions of it everywhere, even... Mm-hmm you know even like people that i wouldn't expect to even be heard of this are kind of mentioning it because they're reading about it as i say in newspapers or they hear it on tv news or on the radio it's everywhere so yeah the the focus i think will always be um around ai but i think chat gbt is going to suck in a lot of our resource in this area i suppose to kind of wrap things up then um what the plan is uh, going forward then, as, as we kind of hinted at on some of this, we're going to start to publish a weekly uh, uh, episode where we will be kind of looking at different things. The, the idea is to keep this as practical um, as and as, as applicable as possible. As you mentioned, and also it's worth me reiterating, we do not come from uh, a computer science or kind of developer background. We're, we're pretty much... Um, layman shall we say mm. in this in this world so the idea is really just to share kind of not an idiot's guide but uh kind of uh a, you know a, a help i suppose that can get anyone that's got any passing interest to get started and that's what the plan will be going forward i suppose simon just to kind of wrap things up in terms of the the activity you did in terms of naming the podcast um with obviously all the findings that you did get from that is there i suppose any offshoots or anything else that the work you did with chat tbt that it flagged up that you i suppose you weren't really expecting um it, it's just the the variety of different names but the reasons for the different names because mm. i did ask it because we're thinking about well is this just for people in uh, an english audience I did ask yeah. it for, you know, guidance on, well, what if the audience was young? What if they mm. were from a different cultural background? What would be something that would be globally receptive? And uh, I think, although it's a Western software tool and it probably have a Western bias, it does, you know, at least consider things from a, a variety of different angles, which, you know, is interesting to know. Obviously, we're Western. So if it was people from an Eastern culture and they're using it, um, I suppose it comes back to that prompt engineering. The questions they ask, would it respond to the way they view the world in relation to the way the the West sees the world? And will it be as useful to them as it appears to be for everyone else who's just um, exploring it at this moment in time? And I think that was the interesting thing. Um, Do you get the balance uh, of all perspectives, because it's got access to the whole internet, um, I imagine it is 
And it's an area definitely for future episodes to discuss, you know, what's the cultural element to this? And is ChatGPT equipped to look at things from that cultural um, diversity sort of uh, perspective? Mm. Yeah, no, no. Well, well, thank you again, Simon, for for doing all that work. And and obviously, thank you for coming up with the name because we wouldn't have a name to work with. So, uh, <laughs> so it worked out quite well. I suppose... <sighs> Just but just to wrap things up, then thank you all for for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope hope you found it useful. Um, can we just ask a few favors from you? So before we finish, if you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. Also, leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. Um, always good to get some feedback. Also, remember to sign up for our newsletter at artificiallyspeaking.org, and you'll get uh, an in depth guide to actually how we set up ChatGBT and some of the commands that we used. And then also at, at artificiallyspeaking.org, you can ask us questions or suggest topics for future episodes. So check it out and uh, get in touch. Thank you for joining us on Artificially Speaking. See you next time.